Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode of my podcast. My name is Darren Connell and this is Straight White Whale. Last week I think I was saying Great White Whale. Okay. I was kind of half asleep and obviously it's pretty obvious I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> but it's Straight White Whale. So apologies for that. I've also wore a shirt um, today because it's Saturday. It's kind of tight on me. I know, man. I feel a wee bit self-conscious. You're a bit sexy. Aye. I mean, my tits are not hanging out, are they? No, mate. It's all right. Aye, mate. You look good. Because you know how stand-up comedians have a uniform of a black t-shirt and a pair of denims? I thought I need to like mix it up this week. And I don't really weigh myself. I just judge my... like to see i'll look in the mirror and see if the shirt fits so it fits when i was stoning up it fits when i was sitting down it's a bit fucked so um i am happy to be back this has been really good for me i feel um a lot better i think it's been funny i've been getting some good feedback and it kind of feels like therapy to me man so thanks for listening and tuning in we've got a sponsor as well paul Ooh, who's the sponsor? That's all right, isn't it? Aye, mate. I dropped yet. Um, it's called the the Avalon Bar. I don't really want a gee. What's the name of the street? Berkeley Street. Berkeley Street. It's a new pub. I mean, it's always been there, but it's been done up under new owners, and they've been kind enough to sponsor the podcast for a couple of weeks. So go and support them. The reason why I accepted them as a sponsor, look at me pretending like I've got other offers. Um, they're mad bastards, right? They've got mediums in and all that type of shit. It's not the kind of usual shit, uh, karaoke singers and stuff. Imagine like going to see a medium. Um, in an old man's pub. Aye, on a Wednesday night. <laughs> a guy's trying to have a pint. <laughs> And a medium's hanging there at the top of you. So um, go and support a local business. That's what it's all about. How you been, Paul? I've been no bad, mate. Busy, busy, busy. You well, had a good week? Aye, mate. Absolutely. It's been, It's it, when you're busy like this, it just goes by in a flash. But talking about mediums, did you see that? Um, I'm an extra large. Ha, ha. Did you see that post on Facebook where uh, that wee boy down in Ayrshire went missing, eight-year-old went missing that they found in his granny's loft? <laughs> and they Aye. posted looking for him on Facebook and somebody popped in and said, I'm a clairvoyant, his mom and dad killed him. Aye, man. Aye. <laughs> and she get absolutely, I mean, rightfully so, she get absolutely hounded for well, it. They found the boy like 12 hours later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how dangerous is that when somebody thinks um i know what's going on like and fuck me i think that's crazy i lump people like that in with the nlp hypnotherapy crew that mm-hmm. are all false positivity where they're like i'm just using my instincts and my instincts are telling me that the world's gonna end and they're like come on guys like yeah. fucking hell because i'll never let that go this is the third episode and I'll slag fuck it them to the end of time. It's the same cold water therapy, third episode. I'm never no gonna mention them. I'll see how far I can go <laughs> with it mentioning they cunts in an episode. But I think it's like if you're doing it for yourself and it works for you, then go for it. But see when you're preying on weak people that are depressed and need help and then you're um charging them for money, you are literally lower 
than dog shit. What was that you said? E EP? NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming. Um, can you explain what that is to me? Basically, um, there's a lot of, there is a lot of solid science behind it, but when you've basically like slashed a couple of people and your neuro-linguistics programming is, I'm a nice guy. It's not based <laughs> in any sort of reality. And this is the bit that they all miss is that as long as it's true, it will be helpful. See, as long as you just keep lying to yourself, it won't be helpful whatsoever. You'll have this short-term sort of benefit, but long-term, you, you know when you're talking shit, yeah. You know what I mean? Your brain knows when you're talking shit. So if you just talk shit to yourself, it's not going to do anything. But I follow them on Instagram and it's like, guys, we're going on the brain walk today. <laughs> you're like, what? Just go to the hospital and get a doctor, fuck's sake. Aye, that's, that's like, the real thing. See if you're paying them, right? See if you're paying these cunts money. Why do you not just pay a therapist? Like, or a doctor? If you can, if you're wasting that money on these assholes... I think that really you're not ready. Yeah. You you know yourself that you're not ready. There's a guy that I know, don't know him personally, but I know him, and he's charging people to go into the woods and bang drums. And I had a wee look at his website, and he's charging like 1,300 quid. Ah, it's disgusting, man. This is like a form of snake, snake oil. It is, it is absolutely the snake oil of our age, mate. We are yeah. going through a mental health epidemic and there's people out there that want to tell people how it fix their life when they don't even know how it fix themselves. Yeah. But that's the last of that shit, mate. Too negative. Too much negativity. That's true. Because I've been fucked recently, right? And I feel a lot better now. But because this has been my life for years, I've been in recovery and I've been to therapists and stuff. So see when I feel depressed and suicidal, even though those emotions are real, I can kind of look at it for outside the box because I've been there. So see when I've got these cunts saying, walk up, um, John O'Groach, right? With no shoes on. And then when you get to the top of the summit, spread your arsehole and expose your arsehole to the sun. And then it's like arsehole sun therapy. But I don't know. I just, I see, I see it for what it is. But anyway, let's, let's move on. I was red group in fucking high school, mate. Like, which red think, group? Which red group? I take it you were one in the red group then. No, I was good at school, mate. <laughs> red group is when people at twelve years old have got fully grown mustaches, and they're on like twenty fags a day and all that. That's the red group. I was in the red group, mate. Right, aye. When. <laughs> When you walk into a classroom and you think, what's the teacher doing sitting with the students? Oh, that's not a teacher. That guy's fucked. That's a red group. <laughs> I, I was a proud. I think you've learned within the last couple of weeks I'm in the red group because uh, <laughs> any kind of podcast question, I'm like, Paul, can you do this? <laughs> oh, it's just in uh, Dropbox. And I'm like, what's a Dropbox? <laughs> I know what I'm good at and I know, I know what I'm no good at. So thanks for being... Uh, patient with me paul no no worries mate. no worries and that must be annoying for you though eh? like you are quite clued up with computers and Aye, stuff mate. and then you get a daft cunt like me like where's the c button on the keyboard i'm slowly but surely starting to realize that the majority of people are like you and not like me <laughs> everybody's in the red group <laughs> <laughs> the majority of people mate 
Like I, I can like anytime my dad asks me how to help him send an email or something, or he asks me something about Facebook, and I'm like, "You fucking stupid! How come you don't know how to set up an email account?" But then I'm like that to you. What's a Dropbox? So swings and <laughs> swings and roundabouts. <laughs> um, what else? Britney Spears is free. Fuck. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Fucking good honour, by the way. Aye, mate. I tell you what, she's got some amazing tunes. Mate, go to her Instagram. She's, see, since she's been freed and get back her socials, she's literally on there just covering her nipples. Yeah. She's like a pure free woman. Yeah. And half of the internet's like, we're worried about Britney. And the other half are like, it's amazing to see or kind of just yeah. do what she wants. In all honesty, mate, like, I love music and stuff, right? And I'm not saying it's a guilty pleasure because it's not a guilty pleasure, but see that cheesy pop stuff that's really easy listening to? Mm -hmm. I love it. Like last night I was listening to her just to kind of maybe get some stuff for the podcast. But see Peace of Me, Britney Spears Peace of Me, I was like, ah, that's a fucking belt of a tune. She's got bangers all over the place, Toxic. See the song Toxic, mate? Pfft, unbelievable. That That's one of the songs that a metal band could have played it. And it would have still been a banger or a hip hop or whatever. It's yeah. just in pop music like that, it's kind of like transferable across all the genres. If it's a good song, it's a good song. And she's a hundred percent got a, a fair few fucking bangers on yes. the greatest hits, mate. Like every time, the one with the piano. Um, every time I cry, I yeah. watch your uh -huh. Probably written by a 80 year old black guy. Just like a Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> cultural appropriation she's got like swedish songwriters and the scandinavians as we know we abba like they know a fucking tune mate they know a tune. um but aye she's got the greatest songwriters in the world working for yeah. her i i've actually found the actual situation like watching the documentaries and hearing about what's happened where dad actually quite fucking disturbing yeah like this is i mean they literally turned her into a fucking slave yeah i think south park perfectly sums it up we, we've turned into this kind of witch hunt age of building somebody up and then turning them down and like how how would anybody react in that situation i don't blame her that she's probably had a breakdown or something's happened but at the end of the day i'm just glad that um a female a young female has got her freedom back and then she can go back to doing whatever she wants mm -hmm. she doesn't need to do music again she can do whatever the fuck she wants mm -hmm. and then you've got all these creepy bastards that are talking shit about her online and stuff like they want her all these celebrities are half a fucking nut and see when she came out in court i'm gonna bastardize this i'm not even gonna attempt to say what she said in court but i think the media painted a picture of this young sully uneducated uneducated girl and then she had an opportunity to stand up in the middle of a court and speak for herself and i was like she's a fucking genius and she stood there and she handed everybody their arse on a plate like i fucking love britney spears man um have you seen that film that's kind of she does the soundtrack to it what's it called spring breakers um james franco yes uh-huh yep i have seen it it's a great film. Mm -hmm. So it's strange. Do you know that's just, I just realised that the only thing that gets used is a tune. Oh, fuck it. It's a good film.
watch it. Ah, it was at the point. Ah, that was a point. <laughs> There's actually no point to that. I just had a pure brain that's fart. A, that's a strange movie, and James Franco's a strange guy. Yeah, he's a. He, he's, uh, aye, but did he not get caught DMing seventeen-year-olds or something like when he was in London, some shit? Like aye, that. aye, so, something creepy. Um, getting back to the creepy men. <laughs> aye. So, well, well, talking about a film there, I had a question from a from a loyal. Twitter follower, his name's Toby, Toby Michaels. Um, he asked me, I'll read it out. What are you watching? <laughs> I don't know, don't know why I started listening, uh, laughing there. What are you watching and what are you listening to? So, um, what am I watching, man? I am binge watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I am on season six. And do you know, as much as I fucking love that show and it's genius, man, it's just too content heavy. Like, do you ever, be I, I only watched Sopranos for the first time a couple of years ago when I was cat sitting for my mate, right? And I used that opportunity. I just had deja vu there, have I said this on the podcast? No, we spoke about it after we stopped recording the other day. Right, okay. So, um, I was supposed to cat sit for my mate and I used this as a chance to write a script. And I went down to his house and I binge watched The Sopranos and within the space of three days I ended up dehydrated and I had a horrific fucking migraine to the point that I was actually looking at my piss and thinking there's something wrong with my piss. Like I've either got diabetes or there's something wrong with my liver just because I sat on a couch for that entire time and watched like nine hours of the sopranos every day to the point that my body broke down fuck's sake mate <laughs> fuck's sake but the sopranos is genuinely probably the greatest tv show that's ever existed i think aye i went to see the the oh, film did you? yes what's the without giving anything away what's the the lowdown would you how would you keep it a five um i'd give it a four and a half out of five that's, I mean, considering that it's Sopranos, mate, that's that's got to be good. So here's my honest opinion. I see a lot of people are shitting on it online. Right. It's never going to be as good as the Sopranos. Of course. Let's just accept that and be educated about it. But as a spin-off and as a film that's on for, I don't even think it was on for that long, it was a very good film. From start to finish, it was very good. Um, they they did it very. They were clever about it. Right. They've left it open for more yeah. as well, which I think is, as a business, it's smart. But there's certain points of it you're like, aye, you can see them kind of growing into Tony Soprano and right. stuff, and there's other characters and there's callbacks, and you're like, who does Joey Diaz play? Do you know Joey Diaz, the American comedian? Yes, Cuban guy. Who does he play? I can't remember. I can't remember. I love him, man. I love him. Mate, have you ever heard his story about farting in the school bus? <laughs> On the, the podcast? He told, I think he's told it a couple of times, but I think the 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 like the one that's got like 30 million views on YouTube's the clip for Rogan. Hey, motherfucker. Oh mate, I love him, man. If any cunts no listen to that, go on just YouTube, Joey Diaz fart story, man. It literally side splitting. I do love him, right? But what really annoys me is I don't want to slag other people. 
I mean, fuck it's your podcast, mate. Slag away, man. Plus, Nakon's watching. <laughs> Joey Diaz definitely is there watching. I definitely. He probably doesn't even understand me. He's like, who's that Russian guy? Um, <laughs> so I want to apologise for no using a, a laptop yet. Um, I wish I had a better excuse than just being a lazy bastard. I think I, I, honesty is the key with this podcast. So I've kept the notes for the time being. I'll get a podcast eventually, but we'll get there. I'll tell you a funny story that happened to me yesterday. Okay. I've been back fasting, right? I've been doing intermittent fasting and I've always had to be careful with that because I get addicted, mate. I've got an addictive nature and it's with stupid things like, like, um, like I drank Monster for the first time a couple of weeks ago and now I've, my pal's got a personal trainer, right? Mm -hmm. And the guy is a champion like bodybuilder and he drinks four cans of white monster a day, which is zero calories. But see, because he said that in my head, I'm like, oh, he's a PT, he's ripped to fuck. So I've been drinking four cans of white monster a day oh, every man. single time he's told me that. But oh, I always feel like I get weird with shit like that. What was I talking about? Addictive, fasting. Uh, fasting and addictive personality. So at the start of lockdown, I did intermittent fasting every day for a hundred days. And uh, one, at one point I'd done a 36 hour fast. And what's, what's your, what's your eating window? Um, I normally do 12 to eight or two to 10. Right. So see, what's that? 16, eight? Yeah. Is that right? Get the maths right there. Aye. 16, eight, 24. Aye. But see, during the, the lockdown, when we weren't doing anything, I was doing one to five. But see if you're, see if you're working or doing anything, you can't do one to five. But see if you're just like a couch potato or you're just going out for a walk, one to five's all right. I've only been doing it for a week, but it makes your skin brilliant, makes you go to the toilet better, your mood's better. I've like I've been open and vocal about depression and stuff. That's kind of dimmed. Uh, your sex drives better. Fuck knows why. Because I'm no getting my hole. <laughs> but uh, like it just overall just makes everything better. But see, when I it wasn't a thirty six hour fast. I did I did a forty six hour fast. Aye, mate. And uh, your body does some crazy shit. Um. You get this like euphoric cocaine high that is just incredible. I've never experienced a high. It's better than drugs. And um, your breath is stinking of absolute shit, right? Aye, the toxins came out, mate, Aye. for sure. And I tell you another thing that was weird. See, my knees, my kneecaps were so painful. I was struggling to walk towards the end. Right. And supposedly that's your body kind of trying to fix itself or whatever. Right, so there's... I totally bro-signed that, or, or whatever. Aye, so there's definitely, like, a point of which it starts to become a bit of a detriment, like, at the sort of 40-hour mark or something like that. I think the longest fast I've done is with, with two full days, like, a 48-hour fast, and Aye. um, I, that was years ago. I, I'll be honest, mate, I don't really remember, like, fully what happened. Was it Tina Park? <laughs> <laughs> it was an AK fast. <laughs> I can do long mental crazy fasts and be all right until I'm getting to the 30, 31, 32 hours, 35. Do you know what I mean? Then mm. I start to struggle, but I found like my mates are skinnier. Like when they get to 14, 15, 16, they're fucking don't trembling. Have, don't have the fat stores, mate, to like keep them going, <laughs> mate. It's literally like, that's why your breath stinks. Aye. Is because your 
your body starts to use your fat as fuel and your fat is fucking howling. Um, <laughs> so that is why my breath was thinking of shit. <laughs> Do you know, uh, I can't remember what teacher it was. I think it might have been an English teacher, but towards the end of me leaving school, I told her that I signed a professional contract for Celtic as a goalkeeper. <laughs> And see, when I was like 16, I was like 20 stone, fat, greasy bastard, right? Yeah. I had a pair of glasses that were sunk into my head because my head was that fat and I never adjusted them. So the fat used to roll where the fucking glass. <laughs> I, I, you, you would look at me and you'd think that guy's never done exercise in his life. Big, greasy fringe right down to my eyebrows, right? And for a year, I told her that I was a Celtic goalkeeper. And she believed it. No, she didn't. I swear to God, she believed it. <laughs> See, the scary thing is, I believed it. <laughs> On you go, sorry. Are you having wanks? Aye. <laughs> what a save. <laughs> Connell wins the Scottish Cup for Celtic. When I was younger, it's weird how you can remember these things. It's These are the, these are the important things to you. Listen to this one. Uh, I remember vividly my brother being like i won't name him right but he was like i can't remember what time i uh, what age i was maybe 10. he's like i'm allergic to peanuts and nuts if i eat peanuts i'll die if i sometimes even the, the kind of dust that come off the nuts see if i smell the nut the nut dust i can get into my lungs and i would need to go to the hospital and like i'd need new lungs i'd die Genuinely, two minutes later, right, he was eating a cornetto. And you know, in the tap of a cornetto, you've got wee bits of nuts. <laughs> and I remember as a child saying, I thought you were allergic to nuts. And he was like, I know they nuts. <laughs> this is genuinely something that everybody, I put a tweet out the other week, and, you know, my Twitter's fucking shite, mate, and they can't engage us, but I put a tweet out the other week that said, see the sooner that we all realise that we're all the same. Uh -huh. And that we're no better than any cunt else, man. We'll be a lot happier, man. We'll be a hell of a That's lot true. happier, man. It's this idea that we're, we're somehow different for everybody and that people judge us if they find out what's going on. But yeah. it's all the same shit that's going on in people's minds, mate. What is your Twitter? At Rebel City Paul. Right, so... Try and get me a bit of exposure. My oh. followers follow Paul. Oh, I've done some belters. I remember in primary school... I lied. You know how everybody's like, I nipped a lass at my granny's, but well, I took that above and beyond, mate. I actually lied for about a year, maybe not as much as a year, but it definitely, it was, it was a length of time that made people concerned about me because it wasn't just like I lied for a day. It was maybe a couple of months, mate. Her name was Stephanie. She stayed up my grand's bit and like to the point that there was story, it's, it's just started all sorts of stories, man. Started, I'm getting, I'm even getting, I'm getting fucking, get, you're getting embarrassed. I, I'm like, it. Oh, mate. like it just started growing and growing and growing. And I was like, I'm too far in, man. Like, I'm, <laughs> too, too deep. I'm in too deep, man. I can't get it. I but I remember, I remember how I get caught. It was, I was sitting with my pal and I said something like, I don't even know why I said a chippy because we were only fucking in primary school. But I was like, um, I think I said I had no money, which was true. But right. then I said something like I went to hers 
and I bought her a chippy and my pal was like, I thought you never had any money. And I was like, what are you calling me a fucking liar? But it just, for that moment, it just snapped and he's like, ah, you're full of shit. I knew you were full of shit. And I was like, please don't tell anybody. Yeah, that's the most common one, mate. That was always pure, oh, I broke my virginity or I broke my VL, depending on which stage of life you were at. Primary school it would have been like, I nipped this bird and yeah. if it was secondary school it would be a shag this bird. And we were like, oh, I was on holiday. We were doing it, we were doing it Craig Tara or like, uh, nobody knows her. It's up at my, my stepdad's or, or whatever. That's one of the most common ones. The other one that I've heard so many times, mate, and I don't know if there's, some people it must be true, but is that, oh, I played for Rangers or I played for Celtic and I got a bad knee injury and it, it ended my career. Like, uh -huh. that's one of the most common ones. Like, I genuinely did play for Celtic Youth Development, but my true story is, is that I was shite. Yeah. Like, I had a knee injury. I got to, I was always, you know, I'm tall. Like, at 12, I went to, like, nearly six foot. I was, like, normal, and then boom. Yeah. And so every football team, every, oh, get the big man. But then when people started to catch up with me at 15, 16, they, were, they sat me down, sat me and my dad down. I think it must have been heartbreaking for my dad, actually. They sat me and my dad down, basically, like, he's not good enough. Oh, you know man. what I mean? I, it didn't, I knew. I've heard a, a few people tell a similar story and like, my heart was broken. I knew, mate, I was an imposter. I, I had something, I used to do Olympic wrestling when I was younger. And I only started doing it because I loved WWF and I went there thinking right. it was going to be WWF it's and it was nothing, nothing like, like that. that. Right. But see, because it was close to my house, a 10 minute walk and it was something today on a Monday for the age of 10 to maybe, no younger actually, maybe 8 to about, I chucked it at about 16. Uh, but I was the same as you mate, I was like so big. I wasn't tall, I was like fat. So I'm wrestling all these wee guys and I was shit hot because I was just fat and fucking grabbing people and slamming them and beating them. But as I was getting to 14, 15, then oh I'm starting to wrestle people at 17, 18 because it's all weight and I'm just getting fucking leathered. And see, I know, nobody ever told me about diet and fitness and nutrition, so I just ate and drank whatever I want. But by that time, I was getting fucking leathered, mate. And I, I remember a, a coach was like, um, he essentially was like, you're not good enough. And But for a couple of years, I was like, I'll get into the Scotland squad now because I I Scot the Scotland team used to train there. Right. See, when you're a warped wee guy and you've got nobody to put you in your place, I actually thought I'll get to the Scotland squad because I'm just leather on wee guys, wee guys that right. are six stone lighter than me. Right, so yesterday, oh, fuck, this is why I started talking about that because I intermittent fasting. So I've been intermittent fasting, but I've been kind of eating shite. So I was in the town the other day and I went to buy some Krispy Kreme donuts and I just wanted two donuts and the guy looked stressed and I went to pay with cash and he's like, oh, we're not taking cash, we'll just take card. And I said, mate, I'll do anything for a donut. And I said it dead inside, completely blank eyeballs, staring at him right into his soul as I said it. And I was like, mate, that sounded sinister as fuck. <laughs> I just want a donut. And he started laughing. <laughs> and he's like, I tell you what, because you made us laugh, I'll give you a free donut. So oh. I ended up with three, three donuts. Gorged them in the bus. 
<laughs> they're crack, mate. Aye. The things are fucking crack. I mean, anybody that can turn down a Krispy Kreme is an absolute hero to me. Oh, I, I don't eat them all the time, but see, I was like, I need, I've lost a wee bit of weight. I want a treat. I made the guy laugh. But I was like, mate, you look a wee bit too stressed for just selling donuts. Like, <laughs> but he's working in the tune. I don't mean to slag people that are working. I'm sorry. Please don't kill me. I think I've got a level. I mean, this is like, I'm trying to use this podcast to be funny, but I want to be brutally honest as well. I think this is quite uncomfortable for me to say. I think I've got some level of it. Because... Uh, I will pull out situations if I think I'm too fat or... Like what? Dates, work, gigs, podcasts. Right. right. Anything then? Anything really. And like, on the dates, why would you pull out a date? Right. So I'm not as bad as what I used to be, but see, this is mental, right? See if a girl asked me out on a Monday mm-hmm. and I said yes for a date on a Friday. I would go in my head, I need to lose two stone by Friday and then I'll look fucking amazing for this date and then see from Monday to Friday, I'd start fasting, starving myself, diet pills, over-exercising and then it would get to Wednesday and obviously you can't lose fucking two stone in a week. Uh So I'd be exhausted, I'd be starving, my head would be fucking fried, thinking I've not reached that unrealistic goal that I've just set myself. And then Thursday comes and I go, I can't do it because my gran get knocked down my bus and then the date doesn't happen. I mean, what's the belief there? Do you believe that women are not attracted to fat guys or big guys? Because I tell you what, mate, there are there every facet of you know like attraction exists out there. There's this whole you know perfection culture where women think that they need to be slim with big boobs and a big ass. For that is not true, mate. There yeah. is a whole queue of guys waiting for every big bigger woman out there, and there's a whole queue of women for every sort of bigger guy. Yeah, tall, short, big, thin. You just need to find a person that's attracted to you, mate. See, that's the sad thing as well, because at times of my life when I have been physically fit, see, when I thought that, I wasn't even fat. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's probably deep... Mate, I wouldn't even say that you're fat now. Do you know, I feel feel healthy right now. I'm probably just a regular... I, British I, I man. 100% would agree that you will definitely fit into the category of the average male. Yeah. And this is a problem that everybody's got. Everybody's trying to be above average. Do you know why the average exists? Because the majority of people are in there. Yeah. So you're in the biggest club. I don't know why I'm like that. It's It's been like that since childhood. And it's always like... I class it as a success or a failure. Even any time Scott Squad happens, see when somebody says Scott Squad's coming back for a third season, everybody's buzzing and my head goes, I need to lose four stone by the time I get on set and do this fucking show. But I'm like that all the time. The Glasgow Comedy Festival's in March. So this is December. I need to lose four stone by March. I don't know if it's like a tick or it's just been in my mind for so long. Mm. As I get older, it's not as bad and I'm aware that it's not normal. Yep. I mean, I'm a 34 on a waist and I'm an extra large on a top. 
every cunt's a fucking extra large than I thought, mate. I wear extra large, mate. Aye. So, like, but then I, I'm aware that that's no normal thinking, but it's always still there. See, when you're a fat wing, and <laughs> I was a fat wing as well. I was a fat wing. It impacts you in a way that it, and that can not be measured, really. Like, it, it took me... Like I was watching everybody getting halfway birds in primary school. I can, you know, like you just you just feel like the odd one out, and yeah. then so you end up an adult thinking that you need to be thinner. And it, as much as that is a reductive way of looking at it, that is what happens. Like I'm the exact same. I went through years of almost self harm with yeah. diet and exercise, and I've looked back at it and realised that it was all just about trying to turn back the cloak and no be a fat wane and no feel like a wee disgusting fat piece of shit and yeah you know it's it's mental mate it's absolutely mental but it's i think that when you day grow up like that in their formative years and you see slimmer people get on better and be yeah. better and get more attention you just two and two together goes into your head and makes five and you think that yeah. oh you need to be slim to be popular you need to be liked that's the only way that i'm going to be liked but see for somebody like who's got an acting gig, they've hired you the way that you are. They yeah. want Darren Connell to play that character the way that he is. If they said to you, listen, could you lose half a stone or whatever, then I, you would be like, okay, maybe I need to lose a wee bit yeah. of weight. But Which nobody's ever said to I, me. Well, aye. 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 good, thank aye. God. I think you've summed up perfectly, mate. It's haunted by a fat childhood. Like, essentially, I've never had anybody in my life to tell me that you shouldn't eat that. I never knew what a carb was, I never knew what a calorie was, and I basically got to maybe 17, and I thought, I'm getting chest pains. Went, mate, this is so embarrassing, went to a GP, right, and I'm sitting in the fucking waiting room of a GP, drinking Iron Brew and eating a Greg's, and, and the fucking GP comes out, and she was like, kinda like, what you doing? Here's your problem. I, <laughs> What's wrong with me? I went in and she was like, are you for real? And I had to kind of educate myself on like eating and diet. And, but I think you're right there, mate. I think it's just a childhood thing. And uh, I think people enjoy, no, they, maybe that's not right, but they enjoy like saying, oh, I'm a fat cunt. And I'm like, I actually don't think that anymore. But when I'm having a bad day or feeling stressed and stuff, you fall back into your old habits. For sure, mate. See, just to, like, because that was quite serious, and I think there was a lot of sort of good chat in there. Um, i seen my one of my best mates who's got a wee boy, and he's just went to high school, mm. um, and they put up a post the other day, that yesterday when he came home from school, they were like, what did you have for your lunch? And he was like, Craig's. And they were like, Craig's, what's that? And he was trying to describe, he was like, they sell sausage rolls, that. they were like, what are you talking about, Craig's? It's like the big blue sign, and they're like, oh, Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Craig's. So he's in the red group then. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Welcome to hell, pal. You'll be doing a podcast in 15 years. Going through therapy, trying to be funny. <laughs> oh, mate. What else have I been doing, man? I'm fucking mad for the cigars, mate. I think I'm, I'm like working class. So I've been treating myself to like nice cigars. They're not too expensive. It's like £13 a cigar, which is a, it is a lot, right? Aye, but see, considering cigars, that's cheap. But I'm thinking, oh, I'm quite posh. I'm smoking these high-end cigars, oh, but man. my fucking ashtray is a plate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, 
So then, cigars are reeking, man. You don't like cigars, oh, eh? Mate, I, you know, I like the smell of an unlit cigar. Uh-huh. I'm the same with cigarettes. I, I would never smoke a cigarette, but I can see like a bag of tobacco. I'd love to smell it, but I'd never smoke uh, bags. I can't do that. Yes, we'll wrap up. Thank you very much to everyone who tuned in for the third episode. As always, it means a lot. Um, I've got nothing really else to say. Just thank you for listening. If you've been enjoying the podcast, can you please do me a favour? Can you share, like, comment? If you've got any questions, just ask me. DM me or post in the when I make it public. Um, it would really mean a lot to me. Uh, because I enjoyed doing this. This has been good. It's been a good laugh with Paul. And as always, I do the buy me a coffee thing. If you think you can afford a coffee, which can go for £3 to like a fiver, it all goes towards um, venue hire, running the podcast and all that type of shit. Um, I'm sorry that I need to say that, but it needs to be done. It's covering costs. That's what life's all about, isn't it, Paul? Yep. Get to the mountaintop, get with assholes out, go under the the waterfall, cold water, water therapy with our assholes out. Is that what life's all about? Absolutely. Cheers, Paul. See you next week. <laughs>